regardless of the colour of the medal, to have the support of the people back home, put a smile on, on the nation's face. If I had a win in here today or not, I would have told them to keep smiling. Welcome on in. Yes, you're right, Jimmy Mickey. There were tears shed. All day to write, rewrite and rethink what to say, how to say it, how to sum it all up. There are no words. It's been an absolute roller coaster of emotions. Four years ago in Rio, there were tears of a different sort. But in the wee hours of this coming Sunday morning, the nation will once again hold its breath. because my emotions and my relief has just hit the floor because I can't really believe what's happening but whew, yeah I boxed out upon in 2018 in the world final and it was a 3-2 split decision it was a very very close decision back then it was a chess match back then and it was a chess match today again she's a fantastic operator she has a really really strong left hand so I was trying not to get hit with that and trying to stay away from it while I'm here sorry just a big shout out to Anna Moore uh, She's one of the mammies of Irish women's boxing and she's been there from the start and she's always sending her love to everybody so I want to shout out to Animal. Kelly Harrington to me is the best ambassador for female boxing. She is a brilliant girl. There's no one more deserving. No one. When Kelly goes away, we keep in contact, myself and Kelly, on Messenger. But we have a lot of very good girls. Our youths are brilliant. What we've coming up now are the best youths we've had in a long, long time. It's going to be a massive fight. It will be what it will be. It'll be exciting. It's just going to be what it'll be, you know, so I'm looking forward to it. As my brother says, the last mile is never crowded. And that's the way it does feel sometimes. It does feel very lonely. That's the difference, isn't it? You know, to be able to hold on in there. Akuna Matata. You know, I'm not doing this podcast gig all that long. Put it into perspective. Rio Olympics, I wasn't doing this. I was still watching from a distance. It was still an idea, a wish, a want. But I have watched and listened and learned and paid heed to how pundits phrased their questions, to how commentators coined their phrases and how interviews before, during and after different competitions are carried out for a long, long time. I often get slagged by friends family and anybody else that's been unfortunate enough to be with me in a long car journey where I'm, I'm practicing, practicing tone, practicing pitch and just questions in general and how I phrase them, how I turn them, how I, how I manage to put them into a situation, a situation or a scenario, uh, just everything. But what you're seeing there and what you're listening to in that 60 second clip or in any of those clips in the red zone immediately after, moments after, momentous historical fights sometimes they've been beaten sometimes they've won sometimes they've let themselves down sometimes it's there's an absolute whirl of emotion going through that lady's mind right there and then and for her to be that composed for her to be gathered collected that in itself is incredible incredible and she does she does make apologies at points and and I I think that's just being polite I think it's probably trying to uh, find some room to think and get and just that couple of seconds just to just to borrow to think to get her thoughts together to be able to convey them because it's probably it's definitely the most 
the most brilliant interview I've heard in I would I don't want to say forever because it could be a little bit dramatic but in forever it's incredible truly incredible for her to be able to compose herself enough to think to pick points of the fight obviously didn't want didn't go too much into the fight because that's just that's just that'll be replayed at a million miles an hour but to be able to shout out to Anna Moore to be able to thank her coaches to be able to thank the people to be able to just calm herself and collect herself and gather her thoughts enough to be able to think of so many other people in that moment rather than herself is it's it's truly special it's the mark of somebody that i've said for a long time the people around boxing have said for a long time and now i believe that this country is going to really realize at large that this is a very very special unique inspiring motivational lady we've got on our hands here and if you allow me to be a little bit a little bit philosophical and probably a little bit dramatic but what i want to say is that each of her fights so far have been 9 minutes of a journey It's not been a fight, really. It's been nine minutes where she's taken us with her. Where she's taken all of our woes and worries and concerns and anxieties and everything there may be. Just in that nine minutes, she encapsulates us. And I want to say us as, I believe, the nation as a whole are are now with her on this journey. I won't say everybody, but certainly a large portion and a far more than were at the beginning of this Games. And that is the magic of Kelly Harrington. It's the magic of boxing. It's the magic of a person who has been at the bottom of the barrel. She's suffered the same as you and me and more than most. Um, she's, she's just a truly inspiring girl and absolutely phenomenal. There's nothing special, nothing grand, as Christy Moore would say, but absolutely wonderful. Truly wonderful. And whatever colour the medal is on Sunday night that's around her neck, she has once again... Once again, sport has managed to find a hero, an icon, a somebody who can just whisk us away for those few minutes and allow us to dream and allow us to believe. And as she says at the end of it then, Hakuna Matata. I mean, where else would you get it? And I hope somebody around Kelly, I hope her manager or agent or her coach or somebody or her family reach out to Disney, get them in on board this. Who knows? Who knows what might come of it? But perhaps, and most likely nothing, but who'd bet against an inner city Dublin girl, back streets of a working class city on the fringe of Europe, standing on the podium at the greatest show on earth, with a silver or a gold medal around her neck, mouthing the words Hakuna Matata. You show me a company that wouldn't want part of that. Hakuna Matata. So one of the things, one of the many things Kelly said in her interview that got me thinking was how lonely it gets at the back end of these Olympics. And people forget sometimes that they're six weeks away from home right now, that they were three weeks in Mizaki in the Camp Pre-Olympics, and they're now three weeks by the time they come home from the Games. She was a week there before she started the fight. And like waiting for a bus in Ireland or in Dublin, uh, you might wait there for a week or for an hour, and uh, then all of a sudden two will come along, and as has been the case with herself. But hasn't affected her, hasn't stunted any progress hasn't in any way, shape or form dulled her enthusiasm. But it did get me thinking about the mental side of it. And of course, boxing and life, everything, as my recent guest coach, Phil Derue, told us, everything we do is a learning curve. And it got me thinking about the mental impact of friends, teammates, colleagues who 
she has to see absolutely at the bottom of the barrel when, when a result goes against them. And one by one by one, she has seen Irish fighters bow out and have to leave probably the in, the immediate environment or the immediate surroundings. That has to be tough. It has to be tough if you're not prepared, if you're not resilient, if you're not ready. And a guest that we have on here quite regularly who has, of course, been down this road back in 1992 and came away with a silver medal and reignited the Olympic dream for, for Irish boxing and for Irish boxers and fans. A fellow who I've been really fortunate, really lucky and really delighted to get to know over the last couple of years, Wayne McCullough. Olympic silver medalist in Barcelona in 1992 and I put a few questions to him that I saw being asked just online in general and a few that came into my own mind over the last few days and weeks. Something Kelly alluded to Wayne in her interview after the fight was how it gets a little bit lonely almost as the days pass and and the games progress teammates and colleagues having to leave the village and does it get easier or harder to stay focused does it does the pressure grow or I think you'd five fights hadn't you? Yeah yeah it's it's when it starts off, it's different because everybody's together, all the whole team's together, all the boxers, you're training together every day. Then all of a sudden, one loses, yeah, two loses, three loses, four loses, and five loses, then a set was like me and Michael. And then you're down to the medal stages. Me and Michael were the, the last like two stands. Everybody else is, of course, they're, you're just training like two years together and um, run together and stuff like that. So, but then you're, you're coping with, you know, busted arms, and... your, hands, your hands hurt. And I'd say my second fight, I, I, I think I tore like a, lig- a ligament in my arm or something. And I had to get treatment for like three times a day for like three days before my next fight. I thought it was out. And then I went into the next fight and then the, the Irish the team, we had a good damn physio and stuff. So they, they, I recovered. And then, of course, my semi-final, I, I cracked a cheekbone in three places and busted a nerve. But I had one more fight left and I knew there was something wrong with me after the final. I couldn't fit my teeth and my cheek was numb from my, my last fight because I knew there was something wrong. But your last fight, the doctor looks at you, doesn't really, you're not really touching anything. Just to look at your hands and make sure your eyes are okay. You have to have the confidence, I think. As I said before this whole the whole Olympics, I, somebody said what they should do. I said they should just take one fight at a time. You know what? Anything can happen the Olympics. Sometimes the favourites don't win. And right now, I've seen it. Harrington, I watched her last night. She was... She's got a she fights the girl from um, Brazil. Brazil in the final. There's good fight. I've already said last night to my wife. I said she's she's getting the gold. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah. She, 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 everything is coming together. When you look at the build up she's had in the last few years, she's had the injuries. She's had everything. COVID came at the absolute right time for her, and I think she's used the year. A classic example of a positive positive outlook and her interviews and everything afterwards. I just messaged Anna Moore here before. I said, uh, uh, delighted you got the props and everybody, people are remembering for what you do. Because she's like Tony Davitt. You know, there's so many of those people yeah. in the background. I just said, you're going to need an agent soon. And she just, she was delighted, you know. it's, it's She's a I'd class actor, Kelly. I would love to get Harrington over here and turn her pro. Yeah, I'd say... <laughs> Park, um, team Parker Rocket now. Yeah. I'll team <laughs> There's a seat there. You'd probably need two spaces because she seems to be big, long legs, oh. but she has the style, doesn't she? Gets a, she? she gets an Olympic gold medal. They would love her over here. They would, oh. you know what I mean? You don't want to see her uh, running around Manchester or whatever. You, you want to see her somewhere like that. You know, that's the, that's the style. Um, <laughs> no, she was, the Americans would love her style. They'd love her. Yeah, the Americans are kind of, I suppose, the Olympics, the Americans are always mad and it's, it's called the greatest show on earth. And of course, anything with that label, they're nearly going to purposely love it for that. But um, okay, they're, they're doing really well at it, aren't they? It's a, it's a, it's a, as far as the games go on success, it's a big one for America. It is, it is, because they say they. They've got medals. They've got they got four in the medals, which is good. And um, 
them, I think they'll get the, they might get a goal, I mean, but we'll see. But it's, it's been tough. I say, I thought they, I thought that guy Regan would have, I thought he would have got the goal. Thought he got beat last night, but I say, no shame to him. And um, any, if, when you get to the medal stages, say, if me and Michael was like, you know, we were supposed to get, maybe get a medal anyway. And then you're in the bronze medal, and you're thinking, I'm getting a medal, but I still want more. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you, you don't get, it's not that you get greedy, you just think, I've got this far. I can, I can, I can, I can go all the way here. And say with me and Michael, he did and I didn't, but that's just the way it goes. And say, it's just a chance you take. As well as that, would you, did you find that the benefit of the previous games, did you find that helped? Yeah, yeah, me and Michael both went to the first Olympics and we were actually two weight classes below what we fought at two, four years later. So it's almost like the same, like a mirror image of what we're, we're on the village and you see all the big celebrities and stuff. You're like, you're like starstruck almost. <laughs> getting that experience. I think the experience alone, just getting there as a young person, benefits you for the second time. You know what I mean? Of course, we, we, we proved that. And that was, I keep on saying it, but that was before any of this high performance training, you know? Props to Nicholas Cruz for that as well. Nicholas Cruz was the responsible for them. I mean, Austin Cruz in the corner is a, is a great guy. Loved him. He's my, he was my he was my tea buddy. Violent gentleman. I think it's safe to say, and it's also worth noting, that Wayne McCullough was one of the more, one of the most mentally tough fighters that we've seen as an amateur and subsequently as a pro. But it's amazing just to get the thoughts and the memories of a man who walked this path it doesn't seem that long ago either. And it's funny how myself and himself connected in our very first interview over me reliving the memory of his Olympic final and my best mate sat beside me watching it and me not even realising until that night when I spoke to Wayne on the phone. That's when it dawned on me that my mate had been beside me. He got a great kick out of it. We've kept in touch ever since. We've connected. We've become good mates. And um, as you'll hear in the rest of that interview and in a following episode... Team Rocket is only, it's only preparing for takeoff and can't wait until Uncle Joe Biden lifts that ban and starts allowing some of us to travel. It's important to finish off the profiles as well of these fighters. I think it's safe to say Kelly Harrington's profile is being seen and built as we progress and as we shall see in the final. But another girl who we haven't yet profiled is Aoife O'Rourke. She's of course from the Castle Ray Boxing Club in Roscommon. She is a middleweight who has been on the crest of a wave and really and truly her star started to rise back in 2019 at the European Championships in Spain where she picked up the gold medal there. From there on it began to crescendo. She was starting, the, the, the curve was going upwards and upwards. She was going to international tournaments, she was winning, she was representing, she was performing well, she was winning medals. And when the qualifications came around, of course, delayed by the COVID and the pandemic lockdowns and everything else, but it didn't hinder her in any way, shape or form. She hit the ground running in London. She got a couple of wins under the belt. She qualified and she took her place in Tokyo on merit. She doesn't say a whole lot. I've reached out to her a few times. She explained how she wanted to just fly below the radar and leave the media side of things until she was done. And that was a million percent understandable. But I did manage to find a few words from the lady herself online. Not too easy, Aoife. I'm looking forward to catching up with you when you do get back. And now, just an incredible performance, incredible few years. And what an exciting prospect. What an exciting idea it must be for her to look ahead in Paris in only three years' time. I just 
went for fitness for football. I played GA in the club in Castlery and the boxing was really good for fitness. Went to try and improve it and ended up sticking with it. It's a new enough club. It opened in 2011. Castlery Boxing Club. It was only, it was right beside me, but um, I didn't actually go into it till 2014. There was uh, young girls there. There was, there was all ages, like a few of them still out today. When I first mentioned about going training, um, it was a no-go. Like one day after school, I kind of just went down to the club myself. By the time I went to my first All-Irelands, they were kind of, they came to watch me, so. <laughs> they learn in like every training session I do, which is like, I'm learning loads and I think it's just a matter of putting it into practice, getting good spares and going to tournaments. And as the great Mickey Hawkins says, practice doesn't make perfect, perfect practice makes perfect. And a fascinating little fact about Aoife is she finished school, she did her leave insert, she went straight to high performance. She's not gone to college, she hasn't done anything else. And um, you got to love that again. It's evidence that this team is packed full of boxers, characters, real characters who back themselves. Whether it's Emmett Brennan financing himself and pushing himself and backing himself to go all the way. Yeah, you get funding when you win your elite title, but what about until you win that, you know, and Anifa's the same. So she's gone on now and she's she's on that curve. Where she ends up after this Olympics, who knows? But what she's done in this Olympics is absolutely represent a community who wouldn't who wouldn't be a stronghold of boxing. And I'm not being disingenuous or I'm not being smart or anything else. But boxing had gone from being something she did to keep fit while she played football to being at the very top table in the greatest show on earth. And well done to you, girl. Now, if you remember, at the beginning of this short series, Olympic Dreams, in the first episode, I was thinking out loud and maybe realising as I did that this team had a couple of jobs at hand. Of course, it was to go and perform. Of course, it was to go and deliver at the very best they can deliver. And ultimately, hopefully, to deliver medals. They've done all of those and more. But the bigger picture, I suppose, and one that kind of went, that might not have been recognised or might not have been spotted, and and I'm not saying it's the case either, but as I was thinking about it, it dawned on me that this team had a task to win the hearts and minds back of the Irish people. Now, it's not to say that they've done nothing wrong, but don't forget 2016, Rio, it it left an awful lot of stains, it left an awful lot of clouds it left an awful lot of uh, questions and sadly the sport that delivers the only sport that delivers consistently regularly always was the one that came away seemingly having to answer more questions and I I started to record this episode earlier in the week and it was done in a far different tone to what uh, I basically tore it up deleted it and started it again because I wasn't liking the tone of some of the questions I was hearing from what we'll call the national broadcaster. And I didn't like it. And as I chatted with Ray Moylet a couple of days ago, you're going to have a fantastic episode coming with Ray in, in a short while. But he spotted it as well. And, and I'm just going to let you have a little listen to this before I start just to wrap up against the rest of the games and, and how the rest of the fighters got on and where they're gone from here. 
Yeah, it's 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 a little bit disappointing for him, um, for us, um, for his family, and for his club at home. We've got to remember what he has achieved. You know, he's been a European medalist, been an Olympic medalist. He's joined an elite club of there's only 16 boxers. He's put in performances here that have been world class. He deserves to be an Olympic medalist. Can you give me a timeline between the final bell in his fight on Friday and this morning's ultimate decision? Yeah, you know, as Aiden came out of the ring, he said he just felt a bit sore and he's uh, a bit of pain down in his ankle. And um, from there, we started to monitor it and started to give him every opportunity that we possibly could. Was there scans that suggested it was a, it was a serious injury? Our, our main focus was trying to get Aiden into the ring. Um, that's what he wanted. Aiden wanted to try all he could to get to get ready for today. Truly bizarre, bizarre line of questioning. Um, I, I could, I could go on. I won't. It doesn't matter. I hope, I hope the interviewer looked at that back and just sent himself a get well card because crazy to crazy, crazy, crazy. As if anything other than a crippling injury would stop a, a boxer, a competitor, an athlete of any sport, of any code, from participating in a fight which would ultimately reward him with a silver or gold medal. Props to Bernard Dunn there too. I think he held his cool. He answered like the old pro that he is. But if you'd have seen the look in his eye, I think when one or two of those questions were delivered, uh, if I was that interviewer, maybe, maybe, I might have just got a little bit of a chill. So Aiden was to finish up with a bronze medal. Was not able to take to the ring. Turns out, according to an interview I heard this evening, fractured one ankle and sprained the other. So the question mark over, any question mark that may have been over, his withdrawal from the semi-final is, is gone. End of story. Another fighter who lit the place up, who absolutely hit the ground running, uh, despite the worries that I had in the early phase, was Kurt Walker. I, I mean, that man was razor thin, against Duke Reagan, who went on, I thought was going to win the final. He was subsequently beaten in the final. Brings a silver medal home. But Kurt, of course, hit the ground running in the first round against the Spaniard. Second round had a world champion and right in front of him, the number one seed, the Uzbek, and he beat him. What a sensational result. What Just to remind everybody, as if they needed it, that he is what he is. He's a legitimate world-class talent. Are we going to see him back in the singlet? Are we going to see him in Paris in a few years' time? Who knows? Personally, and it's only my opinion. I don't have any inside knowledge. I don't have any uh, word from anybody else. I just have a feeling that his age, that his where he is in his life right now and with everything that's going on around him, his style and with the boxing world right now the way it is, I have a feeling that he may just uh, hang up that vest. I think we might have seen the last of Kurt in a Ireland vest. And if it is a thing that he is and he has, he owes nobody anything. He has been a unbelievable an unbelievable Irish representative in that vest. The list of medals and titles that he's won over the last couple of years, it's just sensational. So whatever his decision is, he will be home really soon with that beautiful little woman, Leila. He will be eating Chinese till his heart's content. And whatever decision you make, my man, you have thoroughly earned it and you deserve everything you get handsome. And for me, I just want to say thanks for everything over the last few years, for being able to chat with you, for being always available, for reaching out whenever needs be, replying sometimes when you probably didn't feel like it and you certainly didn't have to. And I'm looking forward to catching up with you again really soon. Last but not least for this episode, before I get back to Kelly and just finish out the episode with a couple of horror clips, a, Michaela Walsh did an interview during the week where she spoke of Aidan's progress and of his medal 
and of her pride. And I gotta say, I gotta say, it's a really, I've seen so many of their interviews, I've seen so many of their story, I've seen so much of it, and we've become, we've become warmed by it. We've become, we just smile. It just, it just makes everybody smile. How can it not? Two siblings that get on so well together. Uh, times I do wonder how the hell I don't ever remember getting on with any of mine like that, but it's a credit to them. It's a credit to their families. It's not realistic for me to think or hope for all of the country to be up supporting Kelly on, on Sunday, in the early hours of Sunday morning, but I certainly hope there will be a large proportion, as many as humanly possible. I think this is, this is the lift. The same way that we got in 1990 from Italia, same that we got at different sporting occasions in different times in Irish history. I think this is one on the back of the pandemic, on the back of lockdown, on the back of so many different ailments and issues in this country. I think we've got a person now in Kelly Harrington who can just just show the way through, lead the way, without having to make any great statements, without lending herself to any campaigns or hashtags or anything like that. She She's just somebody who is doing what she's doing and doing it in her own very special and unique way. And have a listen here to some more of the bites from her over the last few days as we gear up for an Olympic final. You know, at, at everyone, every boxer come, uh, came here for a medal and obviously he didn't came for a medal, but on the lead up to this, he really was focusing on his performance uh, and the medal, the medals was just going to come. You know, uh, he said... Even even in training camp, he was just focused on the sparring. They tried to perform the best in sparring, and they obviously took that approach into into Tokyo. And he was just ecstatic. Like just, I don't think it's even sunk in for him. Like even even the quali- we just qualified last month. So even to qualify for the Olympic Games, it hasn't set in for either of us to see him do that. It is just unbelievable. I would almost give my dream up for him to achieve his. That's how much it means for me. That's my baby brother, and I've been there the whole way uh, through the journey. I, I can't describe uh, my emotions at the minute. You know, I came here for, for one one thing and one thing only, and unfortunately it didn't go my way. Um, I felt I was so happy with my performance. I felt I performed uh, to my best, and it wasn't it wasn't to be, but I still have an Olympic champion mindset, and, and nothing can stop us from achieving our goal. I'll do everything I can to help him. In the small hours of Sunday morning, I'm going to close out with some clips and quotes from Kelly from, from this week she's lit my world up I can say that she's brought a smile to my face every time I see or hear anything it brings a smile it gives me that bit of a floaty feeling but hey I'm biased it's all about performance really do you know so you don't want to be going into every single tournament with pressure 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 you know like so it's more about performing. So if you go out there and you perform well, then performance will speak for itself. So I'm not going out thinking, Jesus, I need to get a medal. Like, you know, like I need to do well. I need to get a medal. I need to, you know, I'm just going out there thinking, I need to perform. I need to, I need to turn up and I need to see where I'm at really. Like, I want to be at the, at the races. Like, sometimes I feel pressure and sometimes I don't because I still, like, I don't know, like, it, it doesn't feel like, I just feel normal. Like, I don't, I don't go around thinking, I'm world champion. I don't introduce myself as how I'm Kelly Harrington. I'm world champion. I'm like, I'm just Kelly Harrington. I yeah. train every day. I do the same thing as what my other teammates do. And um, we're all aiming for the exact same thing. And while there's a target on my back, everyone's out there to be beat. And I know that. And I have it in my head. So I'm quite grounded. And I'm just ready for whatever comes. And what's meant for you won't pass you. My passage wasn't meant for you. 
Everyone has opinions and your opinion of me is irrelevant, you know, like it doesn't it doesn't count to me what, what you think of me like and I'm that person, I'll just brush it off and I'll be like, whatever, like, you know, and it doesn't matter, like, and at the end of the day, you, you, like, you're always going to have big grudges and you can be the best in the world and continue to be the best in the world. You take one step out of line and people will be like, I knew it, you know, and I know that that's that's life. That's that's humanity. That's just the way people work and I know that so on, on Monday I'll train so I'll do a run or something like that at home and then I'll train in my own boxing club in St Mary's in Tallaght then on Monday so Tuesday to Friday then we're out here so Tuesday we'll have strength conditioning in the morning and maybe tic tac or bag work in the afternoon track on Wednesday sparring on Wednesday afternoon conditioning in the morning on Thursday tic tac and then same kind of thing on on Friday, like so. It's it's pretty intense, like. And all you want to do then when you're finished here is go home, rest, recover, and get ready for the next day. There is no time for anything in between, really. So for like socialising or anything like that, you you just you don't have time for it. Like some people like to go out with their mates and I don't know, go go out for a few drinks and that. Like, uh, um, mine is I like to go into work and I like to instead of like people looking at me as the athlete people are looking at me as the worker and where's like where's the tea where's where's my breakfast here you kind of everything is done for you like body you're trying like whereas when i'm in work i'm doing stuff for other people so that's my that's my switch off like. i'm fast running out superlatives for this lady that's about it for me and them until then the next couple of days will be action-packed as we build up the excitement, the fever, the anticipation, everything that goes with history in the making. There's going to be plenty more bits and pieces coming down the lines from me. But in the meantime, stay safe, stay sane, smile. And no matter what else happens, remember, all's well that ends well. <laughs>